Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi, Jess. Hi, Sweeney. Hi. We're you sound back. very New York-y. I do. Mm-hmm. Weird bop, you should bop, mention that. Ba, da, da, bop, bop, I sound da, da, da. very Broadway and 41st Street because yes. that's we're, we're at the Earwolf. That's exactly where we are. Studios here in New York City. Oh, what a historic street corner. <laughs> a lot's happened here. <laughs> uh, yeah, of- we came to New York We after Jeff's um, rousing... Description of the upfront. Jeff Ross, our executive producer. Mm-hmm. We had uh, to hop on a plane. I needed to see it for myself. Yeah. I I was really excited to be back. And um, we attended the upfront. They started at 10 a.m. Conan went up and he was done at 1020 and we left. Perfect. So we have no idea what <laughs> they announced all the shows. and. So you don't know about No all idea. Of- don't know if our show's Turner still in Media's, the air. No uh, idea. <laughs> Exciting content. I, it's Aww. all going to be a real surprise. But, uh, uh, you know. How did Conan do? Conan did great. Yeah. Yes, he did very well. And I would say that uh, no matter how he did, but he actually truly <laughs> did do well. So He does well in these corporate. He's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's you know, doesn't sweat it really and just kind of. No, he has that Reads attitude of, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little too cool to be here. But, yeah, man. But I still showed up. You're lucky to have me. Yeah. Uh, Corporate executives love that. Yes. They like being dominated. They sure do. They want to know They want to know that uh, someone's in control. Yeah. And, so, and probably wearing a stiletto heel and standing on their dick. Exactly. Last week, though, we did record an interview just for this week when we were going to be gone. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. The godfather of comedy podcasts. Yes, it's true. He started a podcast in 2006, which yeah. I think is before the telephone was invented. <laughs> so, And he's a big part of our uh, Conan family. He, yeah. Yeah, he is uh, was our uh, audience warm-up for a long time, and mm-hmm. it was great. Starting at The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And he's been on the show as a guest n- numerous times, and he's been in a lot of comedy sketches and shot a remote for us, and yeah. everyone loves him, and, and uh, we always love when he's in the building. He's yeah, great, he just great does, energy. He, there's like a gauntlet of high fives, yes. and he just runs by and gets yes. a high five from everybody. And he's, if you don't know, uh, stand-up-wise, he's really famous for just going out and riffing with the crowd, and mm-hmm. he's one of the best at it, which yeah. is a big claim. He's really hilarious. So he, it's no surprise that he's very funny on podcasts. No. And we're excited to talk to him. And he, he brought it brought his son along as oh, well. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I just hit the volume button under the table. and I think nothing, ch- nothing happened, though. Uh, I might have blown out an ear. Uh, uh, Uh-oh. 
Yeah. You're so much more relaxed in New York. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean sloppy? <laughs> I feel like I'm not even finishing sentences. Okay. Well, without further ado, here's our interview with Jimmy Pardo. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Go. <laughs> we are here. Hi. With the great Jimmy Pardo. Oh, legendary. Hello. Legendary. Very, Hi, Jimmy. very excited. To have Hello. You thank you guys for having me. Oh, my God. Thank gosh. you so much. Right? Good to be back in the old digs. Oh, yeah. it's great to Walking around. Back. I say hello to everybody. Right? I hug everybody. You, right? The interns have no idea who this old man is <laughs> that people care about. And no, you, is this is this like going back to a, a high school that you graduated from? No, because I felt welcome here. Oh, okay. Going back to high school, I did <laughs> not yeah. feel like why, again. Why is this old man here? Yeah. Wait, what was I going to say? Do you do all three floors when you come back? Like, do you, do you? I did manage to make make all, all three the floors. rounds. I, I start up top and I work my way down. Okay, I yeah. like that. And uh, you know, I run the gauntlet, and uh, you know, some people Just I try to five, avoid a high five gauntlet. For yeah. You. yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's back, and they're excited mm-hmm. to see me. We are the number three behind the scenes podcast. From the show? For TV shows, like in the 200s of DirecTV. <laughs> so that's something to I be think proud of. Great. above Property Brothers. That's right. And, and below? Below Say Yes to the Dress. Yeah. I don't know what that one is, but I look like those brothers. <laughs> You've never seen Say Yes to the Dress? No, I don't uh, have any interest in saying yes to any clothing. Uh, it's You know just who would get that reference? Day. Your wife, Danielle. Yeah. Because we used to play a lot of clips from Say Yes to the oh, Dress right? on the dish. My beautiful yeah. wife, Danielle oh. Koenig. Yeah, and she's never she's never exposed to the that my that's how I know about it from my wife. We when we're in a hotel, there's certain shows she'll watch. That's <laughs> whenever we're in a hotel, we're kind of uh, yeah. we're watching whatever uh, Oliver Griffin Pardo wants to watch. Okay. That's my 11 year old son. Law and Order. So you don't get a sip. Law and Order. We're yeah. watching Deadwood. We're watching, <laughs> you know. Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get a separate room for Oliver. Uh, I, I'm not making EP money. Okay, you know I'm just. All right. uh, no, I That's I fine. stayed with my parents until only very recently. Is that, I'm not kidding. Is that true? Yeah. What do you mean I'm by 36. that? I mean that really we stayed 36? in the same hotel room, yeah, until... God, I've known you so long. Wow. I still think of you as a child. I mean that since... I don't, I don't think of you as an adult. How long have you known uh, Jesse? Eight months. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's got to be... She has come a long way since Minimum then. 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was before yeah. Oliver was born. No, yeah, Oliver was, was just uh, born. Yes, because that was... So yeah. we'll take everybody back. I, I'm, I know Jimmy through... Danielle, who we just yes. mentioned, and yes. I shared an office with Danielle when we worked on the dish. We were writers, and she, I remember, used to pump in the office because Oliver was just a baby. Oh, I thought you meant lift weights. Yeah, she, by that, yeah. yeah, she would oh, do steroids. Oh, right, yeah, she would pump <laughs> you up. She would do a that's bad how data few mothers impression. we she had on cut. staff here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she would. Uh, I think that. Because you're 11, so I guess, yeah, I've known yeah, you 11, 11 years. years. That's so cool. Mm. So, you, so you were a child when I met you. Yeah, it was. 25 years wow. of age. Wow. Were you this nervous? My whole life met? ahead of me. Because he was already, you know, Jimmy Pardo. Were you? He was, like, but I don't think he had his podcast yet. Uh, oh, no, yes, I did. Oh, yes. did you? Yeah. yeah, we started in 2006. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, we started, yeah, 2006. We started the podcast. Wow. So we're at 14 years, I think. Oh. Starting so you basically years. invented the medium. Yeah. Yes. But then here comes Mark Marin. <laughs> oh, that that newbie! I love that he's uh, the newbie to you. Here comes the uh, here comes the Johnny VHS completely. to take over for Beta. Beta still the better format. Beta better, more convenient, looks better, sounds better. But then here comes Mark Barron as the VHS. Yep, hard pass. Mm. I, yeah, you're gonna put him, give him VHS status. I would. I if I had to give him anything. <laughs> All right, there must be some intermediate format. 
I don't know. He's kind of the guy that leads the pack, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he had the president on for Christ's sake. You can't, uh, yeah, dismiss but, that. But, VHS is also two formats ago from now. That's true. So I think again, that is I'm, accurate. But I'm yeah. comparing it to the again. I'm the right, beta. I'm the right. guy that started it. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Everybody. Right. Hey, podcasting part of it's the greatest. Everything. Did yeah. you Did you try a lawsuit like in 2008 to stop other people from starting podcasts? I did try to stop the uh, San Francisco Comedy Festival from having other podcasts. And then it was like a thing like, well, I can't do this. like Because there was a time where I was the only one. Right, yeah. right. And so they were like, hey, we're going to have another one. I'm like, don't you kind of think that steals our thunder? They were like, yeah, we do. More than one podcast? <laughs> Watch <laughs> this. <laughs> and then then it, all of a sudden, year three, you know, I'm one of yeah. 49 podcasts. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I did try to put a stop to that. And uh, my attorney is a guy named Michael Cohen, who is uh, not <laughs> able to do anything at the I moment. Tell you Especially something. this week. Yeah, he's having, right. a, boy, he's having a tough week. I tried to get a hold of him all day Monday. I got nothing. That guy will, will not return a phone call. I, he was en route. He was traveling. Yeah. It was a travel day. He must have been in a tunnel then or something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Committed he to actually left. You really yeah. did. Just note that he took his headset off and feigned leaving. But yeah. now he's back. But so what? Um, when did you start working here at Conan? Oh, the, uh, the whole reason I'm here, uh, here for well, this no, interview. I, mean, right. I started here uh, day one. It, it, here's what happened. Uh, and I don't know if Mike remembers this. I got a phone call. Uh, my manager called me up and said, J.P. Buck, who, of course, you guys have spoken to, I think, on this program before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he's had to explain. The comic booker. Many yeah. reasons why Dan Slosser's been on the show. Is that his name? Did I get the name right? <laughs> Almost. I, I just tried to pick any. I could. I panicked and tried to pick any comedian's name. So um, uh, they said they want somebody to be the open, uh, the warm-up comic for The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Right. And I immediately said, I have no interest in doing that. I don't want to be a warm-up <laughs> comic. And they said, and my manager's like, well, just at least take the, the meeting. And I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I was like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, it's the Tonight Show and it's Conan O'Brien. Like, the, those are two wins. Why would you even it, consider not taking the meeting? You know? It's a guaranteed seven month gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, I'll take the meeting. So the very next day, I came down here. And, and here's what happened, Jesse. I'll, I'll walk you through it. Okay. So I meet Allison Fleurl, who was the, uh, the, the, what, what, uh, the mono right, writer. Right, right, right. Yeah. I met her and she made me laugh right away where I said, hold this drink. And she, Put her hand out like that, and then I put I put the drink on her hand, and it's kind of like a platter. Her hand was like uh-huh. a platter, and then she carried my drink like that into the office, <laughs> and then she said, "Okay, we're just going to wait for Mike Sweeney to come here." And I'd recognized Mike, of course, uh, his name and and and, and image from uh, <laughs> oh, sure. uh, his appearances on right. Caroline's Comedy Hour, and uh, it's 100 true. Uh, three appearances, even at the Improv, maybe. Uh, Thank you very much. But I think it was Caroline's three Comedy times. Hour that I remember you Good. Uh, with the 3D glasses for mm-hmm. Playboy magazine centerfold. <laughs> right? Wasn't that one of your jokes? That was one of my jokes. A great oh, joke boy. that I have tried to steal and can't remember a single word to do. <laughs> you just stole it. but Because it, it's a great – it's like because you don't feel enough shame. Why not <laughs> just finishing up with taking those glasses off, right? Isn't that the premise kind of? Yeah, sure. That's it. Uh, anyway, it's, so it's you a great came joke. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Mike came in. What and a mean man. I'm not I, – I, honest to God, if I had $50 on me right now, I'd buy it from you. That's how much I like that joke. I'll, I'll front you the money. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're going to front me the money and the bit. And okay. the bit. It's yeah. a win. Okay, good. So he sits down on a beanbag chair that's in his office. Yes. And the beanbag chair does not support him. And again, remember, I came here going, I'll hear them out. I don't want the job. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a warm-up. I'm Jimmy Pardo. I'll have my own show. Yeah. 
Which only made you more desirable. <laughs> well, to that, I think... Uh, you might, Sexually. You might, of course, I'm very attractive, yes. very handsome. Remember, my son is here. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, so sorry. the beanbag chair did not support him, right. and he f- kind of fell oh, off of it, no. but then stayed in that position for the rest of the interview. Yes. And as that was happening, I was like, you'd be an a-hole not to take this job. <laughs> if that's the kind of fun that's happening here, why would you not want to be a part of this? And so, but yet, I still kept on going, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. So then Mike goes, well, let's go down and talk to Jeff Ross. I'll sell you my beanbag bit too. <laughs> you know what? Seventy-five. You have both. Seventy-five days. for both chunks. Yes, I'm in. All right. So he said, "Let's go down and talk to Jeff Ross." Now, unbeknownst to me, they're already waiting for me to come down there to talk about stuff. So it's Jeff Ross. Brian Kylie was in there because I knew Brian from. So the they road. knew the beanbag bit was going to sell. They you. knew that was going to. Yeah. Be, they knew that. So they just needed to push me over. It was a honey trap. Uh, Steve uh, Hollander <laughs> was down there, stage manager. Yeah. And uh, Steve Hollander. And you say to Jeff, he doesn't want it. And Jeff goes, uh, well, what do you mean? What do you mean he doesn't want it? What do you mean he doesn't want it? What do you mean? I mean we're offering yeah. you to try to do a warm up for the Tonight Show. What do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And so then he's kind of like, literally like, I, I don't think anybody's ever told Jeff Ross no before because he didn't know how to handle that information. Yeah. So he's like, well, okay. So then he picks up the phone and goes, I says doesn't want it. Doesn't want it. Get down here. Doesn't want it. <laughs> Hangs up. And then Conan, who I'd never met, walks yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And there's no chairs in the room. And so he looks around. He's like, I don't know. And then he just sits uh, in 2019. We have to say crisscross applesauce. Uh, and he sits next to me on right. the floor, uh, you know, crisscross applesauce style. And yes. says, what do you mean you don't want the job? And then the second he sat down crisscross applesauce, I was like, again, you have to take this job. Like this is – everybody is treating you like a king. And they don't yeah. even effing know right. you. <laughs> and what happened was Mike had said, uh, look, here's the deal. Here's, here's why you're here. We asked around, and Andy Richter said- Andy recommended you. Uh, Andy, mm-hmm. and, and, and I remember, because it, it was the nicest compliment. He said, the person who could do anywhere from zero minutes to an hour off the top of his head with the same sensibilities as this show is Jimmy Pardo. And you then said, so we looked at one clip of yours. We were like a minute and a half into that. Conan said, that's our guy. Everybody agreed. Right. Let's get him in here. That's the flattery. So then yeah. I heard all of that. Still said, no, 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 no. <laughs> And uh, I don't know what kind of hardball I was playing. I really don't I understand know. it. I know. Uh, and then you were angry when There's you came in. I was not angry. I was like, shit! I have to do the beanbag trick because <laughs> this guy is so angry and hostile. I was not. It's angry. the only way to mollify him. I think I, I don't know what the word mollify is, and don't show off in front of my kid. Okay. Like that to make me look the fool. Mollify. M O L L I F Y. Standard spelling. He knows more than I do. I'm dumb. He's he's the smart one. He and my wife are brilliant, and I'm just a clown. But I took the job. And, uh, yeah. you know, as my friends were saying, you know, it's like you got a job for life. You know, they, there's never, they're never going to get rid of the uh-huh. Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> no way. You know, you're going to- an institution. As, I also thought like, well, I'm getting, you know, Conan and I are similar in age and, and a lot of the staff is. It's like, well, I'm not even like too old for the gig. Like everybody's kind of, like if Conan continues doing this till he's 70, mm-hmm. I'm also going to do it till I'm 65. Like right. it's, it's like, we're all going to do this together. And then like seven months later, something really went sideways. Yep. But yeah. I don't remember what that was. You guys probably talked about that on the <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Why rehash that? I, I remember when that everything blew up. I had a bad, weird reaction. I was like, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it, it was, was fun. What was yeah. funny, the, the day that um, uh, that it was officially decided, like Jeff Zucker showed up and he's he, and he's shaking hands in the hallway. This is at the old Universal lot. I don't remember that. You weren't there because you were, you were on stage because the, the show was happening. And so he shows up, and I was t- standing next to David Kissinger, and I forget who else was in the hallway, and and Kissinger goes, look who's here. 
And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, and, he, and he's glad-handing everybody. And it's like, we all know that he's the Grim Reaper. We know yeah. why he's here right? And because of the rumors on TMZ and everything. And it's like, how dare you walk in here and glad-hand, you son of a Well, like, when you think about it, the Grim Reaper doesn't, he's not shy either. He shows up. That's true. Well, yeah, but, 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 but he's got a hood on. He's got to come in with That's true. Go, right? He has some anonymity. Yeah. Right. That's, but here that's comes Zucker. Hey, 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 how you guys? And he's shaking hands. Wow. And, and so then when you read Bill Carter's book- Right. It's like, and and he talks about when Zucker came that day. It's like I literally was standing right next to him for that entire chapter. Like it's really bizarre. Yeah. yeah. And to, so to speak, what you said, it was oddly exciting. Yet this job that I thought I'd have till I was sixty-five years old yes. is about mm-hmm. to go away. No, so, I mean it was, it was very upsetting. But, yeah. But, but but when it was in that two-week state of flux where. We literally didn't know what the outcome was going right. to be. It was then. Here comes the people of Earth letter to take right, the wind right, right, out of the right, room. Right. Yeah. It yeah, was uh, crazy times. It was, uh, and I wasn't good at it, Jesse. At, at, at what? At doing warm up. Oh, what? I was just going to bring that up. You were great at no, doing warm up. No, not at the Tonight Show. I was not that great. I was finding my footing. I was kind of doing an impression of a warm up at the Tonight Show. I didn't like that studio. Oh, it was horrible. We flew out, and it was formerly uh, studio number one that they had raised to the ground and they showed us the footprint. And the second I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is too big. big. Because my experience is a TV studio can't be too small. Like so many, the biggest mistake I think you can make is feel like, oh, we're going to pack in 500 people. No one cares. No one at home cares. You just want good laughs. You want a good crowd. Tight. Mm-hmm. 200 comedy people compression. back. Yeah. Same as a comedy club. Yes. Low ceiling, thing. tight room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stop it with these 600 yes. seat comedy th- uh, venues. Low ceiling. Exactly. So, Dirty so I, floor. I felt the oh. same with the with the Tonight Show. It's like, yes. this is, so I when I first started doing the warm-up, again, I was doing an impression. I felt like I had to be in the audience going up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. wasn't working because if you're on the stairs on stage steps. left. You were too far away. Also, I didn't have my Fitbit yeah. with me. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to the right. It's like, they have no idea who I'm talking to over here. Right. Yeah. So I finally anchored myself basically, you know, at the mono spot. And did my warm up from there, and then that—that's kind of when it flipped and started working. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, but it took a little but while. It sounds to like it was, think, it was your fault. We got in I, trouble. Well, I was going to say I don't think you should take the blame <laughs> for the Tonight Show ending. I'm going to take—I'll take, I'll take uh, 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 the, the most of the brunt of it. Yeah, I do remember one time. What's he doing going what? up the aisles? Well, he's doing an impression of a guy over at the sitcom Mom. <laughs> um, I, one weekend, this is very early on. And yeah. I, I, what would, what's the holiday? In, we started June 1st, right? June 9th. Something like that. Uh, so what would be a holiday coming up right after that? We, we would have been gone for three days. Like Father's a, Day? Arbor? A, but it was a Friday, Saturday. Oh. Like we had a three-day weekend for some reason. Memorial Day? Fourth of July? Oh, no, it no, was June. Was, yeah. right. Maybe Fourth of July, maybe. maybe. And so- on that Thursday show, I I let an f bomb go, mm-hmm. and I remember Richter, as if he's my dad, came over and he goes, "You can't." And I go, "I know I can't. It just kind of happened." And he's wait, like, "Wait, really? Why can't wait, you?" Wait, was he being serious? Yeah. What? Oh, I thought he was just busting your chops. Yeah, no. Why can't you? It's not even on yeah, the TV. It's not on the air. Well, I remember panicking about it and saying to Mike, "Hey, I uh, just so that you know, I said uh, I would say it, but my son is here." I said f. Yeah. And he said, and Mike said, "What do you mean?" And I said, "I said." Uh, oh, because here's what happened. Some guy said, some guy was like talking. And I said, hey, 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 what's going on? He goes, I'm just telling my friend how funny you are. I go, yeah. you're damn right I am. I'm effing, I'm effing great. Right, right. Yeah. And then Rick was like, hey, you know, you really can't swear like that. It's NBC. Oh, and 
but I panicked for three days, and I think I, I wish but that it, wasn't gratuitous. That was like a funny use of that word. Yes, it was perfect. Yes, but I hear I got Grandpa Richter on my I, ass. Well, now he's, he's such in trouble. an SJW. Now it's his fault. The Tonight Show. Yeah, because yeah, of Richter. No kidding. Admonitions. Yeah. Uh, so then I, uh, but I remember. But I, I was cool with it, right? When you came up to me, I was totally cool. You were cool about it, but I still texted you, I'll say, 4,000 times over no. the weekend. Oh, no. I did. Really? I texted you. Oh, so I would, you really thought your job was on the line? At I that really point. did. And oh, Mike's no. like, and finally on Sunday, you're like, dude, I'm not kidding. There's no problem here. Yeah. yeah. He's Stop like, texting if anybody me. bothers you, <laughs> tell them to talk to me. And it's like, in my head, I was like, well, you could have said that text on Thursday, but I'll take it now on Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I. Let you he stew doesn't a let things bit. go. Well, yeah. no, you were the guy who was like, I don't want the job. I don't want the job. Well, at that point, <laughs> no, it was like, I hope I don't fire me. All of a sudden, oh, I said the F word. <laughs> I didn't think anything no of it until Richter yelled at me. I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, all right, nobody heard it, first yeah. of all. Except the security guy. Oh, a, little, a little salty with the language, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Jack, whatever his name was. I don't remember his name. <laughs> but it, but it's, a pretty, it's a pretty easy pretty easy gig, right? What Once... You, you were like, oh, I'm just going to do the model. It's well, like 10 minutes, and then well, you're yeah, done. Well, yeah, you both have done warm-up for this show. I, I did crazy. it back yeah. in the 90s. You did it in the 90s. Then was it Brian McCann after you? Uh, Brian McCann. I did from 95 to 2000. All right, so then he did 2000 to 2000 whatever? Nine. nine. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's nine years, and that's a long time. Yeah. Point out the exits. Um, <laughs> it, uh, you're an important part of the show. Sure. Conan feeds off your energy. But it sounds like they, you before you, Jimmy, they- had someone internal. They it, did. Just probably to save money. I don't know. I, I would imagine and, that's A. And you were the company. first one that they hired that didn't already work. Yeah. And, it, and they yeah. did and they did say to me in my interview, like, here's the deal. It was it was basically Brian McCann would do his work and then run down and do it. Mm-hmm. But now that we're the Tonight Show, we want a guy where this is his focus yeah. is on this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh and that was my my focus was on that when I wasn't focusing on not getting fired. <laughs> Over the weekend. And then eventually it- Well, uh, and was there any way for you to prepare? Or it's really a job that you just kind of do- Well, Like you said, it's crowd work, so- It it eventually was crowd work. Again, I was doing it- I I, I seriously was doing an impression of a warm-up guy. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and I I can't even put into words what that was. And then eventually when I became me, the very funny Jimmy Pardo who I was hired to be, that's when I started getting good at the job. Right. And then, uh, you know, what happened happened. And then shortly after- yeah. Yeah. But then TBS was it, yeah, it was better. And then you came back. It was a smaller mm-hmm. studio which we talked yes, about and much more intimate. Also, you know, it, we, it was people were there. There was you know, he Conan was a folk hero for a, a year and a half. So like these audiences were right, they were yes, more kind right. of more focused. Yeah. He got and the, not off he the universal the tram. Boom. They wanted to see bearded Conan. Yep. Yeah. Which I hated. Yeah. Oh, I hated bearded. Is that, wait, is oh, that true? My God. I forget that he had a beard for like a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. It reminded me, and I, 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 and I, I, I told him it. this. It yeah. reminded me of failure. It reminded because <laughs> he because he grew it. Yeah. In that little hiatus yeah. right, where right. he was let go, so that right. beard reminded me of failure. It was okay. kind of a sad divorce beard. Oh. Yeah. What it looked like, yeah. As he walks in, I think I grow my beard again, fellas. <laughs> well, now it's yeah. a victory beard. That's right. He's a winner, <laughs> right, guys? Right. Take it podcasting by storm. <laughs> well, so I understand why you said yes to the Tonight Show mm-hmm. gig, but what was your excuse for saying yes to the show here at TBS? Oh, money. Okay, good. <laughs> I, you know, here's the here's the here's the truth. I loved being here. I yeah. loved. It's a fun you know, place being, to be. Uh, it's a fun place to be. I mean, yeah. And it's and I've done. I've worked. 
I've had my own show. I've had the you know, pilots. I've had the Jimmy yeah. Pardo. Mm-hmm. I've had my own series. And I've never been, even when it was, you know, Funny Money starring Jimmy Pardo, I was treated better here than I was by those networks where, like, they always keep you on your toes. Like, right. you know, any given moment, you can ever right. take this away from you. It's yeah. like, why don't you want your star to be comfortable? Whereas here, <laughs> even when I was when I was finding my footing, nobody ever made me feel like, you know, ah, if he doesn't pick it up, he's gone. Yeah. You know, so I, and I, you know, I, nice. I hit it off with Todd Levin, Josh Comers, and Dan Cronin right away, and Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, right so away. you met those guys here, uh, are in the, the Tonight Show. Week one, Todd Levin came down and said, my name's Todd Levin, I'm one of the writers, I listen to your podcast, ah, I think you're great. That's And then it was like, I great. now have a place mm-hmm. to go visit every day. Yes. And so then I would start hanging out with Todd, and then Josh, and um, uh, of course I knew Andy from the UCB and stuff like that, but you know, not enough to really hang out or bother him but mm-hmm. uh because he was getting ready for the you know to stand by a podium um <laughs> so uh but when tbs came along it's like at that point i i did the the, the writers special for tbs um right. i was in part, chicago, I was part right? of that in oh, chicago yeah. and yeah. you played um you played a really hilarious character on the show that i why don't we do it again when you played andy it was time for andy to get his own sidekick yes oh, and yeah. you were his sidekick yes people still tell me that that's that like hilarious. one of their favorite things of the show and Very i find funny. that to be bananas because oh, yeah, the show's got a lot do of that great again. we should i we yeah. should i don't know who you need to talk to first of all you got to talk to me and i'm out yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> you finally learned your lesson all right, bring in the beanbag guys get the beanbag out. <laughs> he, he's uh, he's 5 years old he likes beanbags <laughs> and, and, and he, he likes, to, his likes to be wooed uh, it was great. Like it was just a great a bunch of people. And so, like, it was – and that whole thing that went and down – And the pressure was off at that point, too, with, the, with TBS. I mean, with that show then kind of being a little more autonomous, it, it, I think everyone yes. probably felt like – I think so. Okay, we can breathe a little also, bit Also, the people from TBS – I remember I stopped by one day uh, when um, – uh, you know, the, sta- the stage was still getting ready and, and mm-hmm. I walked in and Conan's like, hey, what do you think of the stage? And mm-hmm. the people from TBS were there and and they I literally heard them go, Jimmy Pardo just came in. Like, it's excitedly. Like, yeah. like could you believe Pardo's shopping, stopping cool. by on an off day? So like, I felt <laughs> welcome. Like, it was, it, it just was, it's, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that most came from New York mm-hmm. and it was like this right. New York family vibe as opposed to this BS LA hell that we all live in. Yeah. And so- it was again. It felt more like a family than a show where everybody, you know, has to know, mind their p's and q's. People who um, are marooned from New York. Yeah, we've got to huddle and stay together. Yeah, yeah. that's kind <laughs> of how find I find the good people. I felt like that too, even though I was, a, a, you know, a, a local hire. I kind right. of felt like we're all like on this island by ourselves. But for do a you feel? While. Do you really feel that way in L.A.? Like you have tons of friends here now. I mean, that, oh, that idea of. Oh yeah, I just mean, I just mean the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. the business it's of cold. It's cold, and, it's cold, and everybody is. A, I got eyes on John. Yeah, you got eyes on John. Yeah, <laughs> walking in, John. Yeah, John knows how to walk from his trailer to a door. Does he? Uh, I'm talking about John Cryer. The answer is no. No, I'm kidding. John's a great man. You know John. I do know John. He's a nice oh, man. All right. Okay. Very nice man. Oh. No, I used to come out here in the '90s and uh, to do evening at the Improv. Yes. No, but I would hightail it back to New York because it. This town scared the wits out of me. It just seemed very there are cold. too many attractive people. I think that's, well, that's a big always, part of the problem. That's an issue for me anywhere. Wow, you're but, very handsome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that salt and pepper. Oh uh, sure, yeah. Up. That's what people go nuts for. Don't they look at Richard? <laughs> yeah, Gere. yeah. A hair color that denotes your near death. <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Andy Cooper looks great. Yeah. Oh, Andy Cooper. Hmm. He does look great. Chris yeah. Cuomo's getting some salt and pepper. Sure. Ooh. Let's go down to whole scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolf Blitzer, you buried the lead, and he's got he's got that. With beard. a name like Wolf, 
Yeah, we thought he'd be gone <laughs> right after the Iraq War. Ar- Iraq yeah. War, yeah. Yeah. Right? All right, who's... Oh, Wolf always can, brings things to a scratching, screaming hall. When I got hired to do the warm up yes. in New York, I I wasn't a writer yet. Oh, I did not so know So I that. was brought oh, from the outside. Okay. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, do you want to submit to be a writer?" And I was terrified that I wouldn't get hired because I loved going there to do the warm up. Right. Ten minutes a day. I did stand up, and so I, I did. You know, like that money, I. I needed it. It was nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I was it. never asked to submit, by the way. So I appreciate you bringing that up and throwing that in my face. Uh, we're going to cut this out. <laughs> um, I don't know if they ever, did they ever hire yeah, they, a new person? I mean, they barely ever hire mean, people. While I was here? Yeah. Hundreds. They, what? Are you kidding me? Someone some yeah. came and went to the time that I was here. There was a crazy turnover. Which let me tell you something. Like I'm not 30 a, or 40 riders. I'm not a great writer. <laughs> so I would have panicked if you would have said, Hey, uh, you know, we'd like you to submit. I would have, right. I would have, I probably would have. Maybe turned you could it down. improvise your packet. I come in to do a little stick. Yeah. So you, what's your name? Standard spelling. <laughs> so you heard probably there was an opening, but you're too shy and reticent to say, "Hey, you know what? I'd love to submit." Because I, I would not have loved to submit. Ah, that, so no, that would. I'm a performer. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm a performer. Okay. And if you would have said, hey, do you want to be on staff and be right, here every day right. just to make us laugh right. and sit around, which is kind of what I was doing anyway, right? I would have said, yes, I'll show up at 10 o'clock every day and do that <laughs> for double the money, maybe even triple the money. <laughs> um, I could see yeah. how, though, you also wouldn't want, you wouldn't want the offer to submit. You would just want the job offer. No, no that would, I would have been fired instantly. Oh. I'm not a good writer. <laughs> You're I, a great writer. You, of course, you. I'm a funny. Right. I'm a funny. Person. But you write things right. down sometimes. Yeah, you must. No, no. <laughs> I've, I've seen you do at least one written piece in your act. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's of course. Right. So of course. just keep multiplying. But that. I never wrote it. I just said it out loud, you know, right. over and over, and then never tweaked a single word of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. we're, we're creating such lore around you right yeah. now. Uh, so stand up. You're going out. I, I read you're going on tour no. in the next few weeks. Tour is a very strong word. I well, go, you're, I go, you're I doing go out, gigs. I go out once a month. But I, I thought it was cool. I saw the listings, and they're all in the Midwest. Is that oh. your favorite? Do you have a favorite regions you like to perform? I guess it is the Midwest. Okay, you know, you're, are you, you're from you're from Chicago. Chicago. I'm from Chicago, and you know, so I cut my teeth in all of those right. those cities. Uh, but for some reason, I, 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 those clubs are still great clubs. And what's I, the reason? I, I think what we described earlier, they're small, you know, low ceilings, uh-huh. smaller, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, 200 seat places. And, you know, luckily I could fill that. Right. And people seem to care enough to fill that size room for me. I think anything bigger, I might have some empty seats, but... Uh, but audience wise, uh, do, do you just can feel like you connect better, or I, they're uh, you work off the audience the whole time? Do I do. Find I, them I work better. They know what you're talking about with. when you say pop instead yeah, well, of soda. Well, I don't. I've worked hard to get rid of pop, but I, I say soda. I, but they do get sticks references and REOSB wagon references. Oh, oh the, yeah, the that's West Coast right. may not. Because are you are you big into? I forgot. I oh, for, you're you into love 80. Chicago. Chicago was my favorite that, band. Yeah. Yeah. The band Chicago. Yeah, yes. that's right. They're, that double album, they one of their first albums was a classic. Well, the first, uh, first three are, are double, and the fourth one is a uh, oh, wow. quadruple. Okay, oh you know God. them very well. And then, then you got a single with five, quadruple. a single with six. Yeah, it's a four-album four live uh, No one should do that. Did no, you, I assume you saw them when they were touring oh, a couple Sh- years oh, ago. Oh, the band Chicago? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, just recently. <laughs> yes. Okay, but yes, I mean, how I do you got, feel about the new incarnation? I think it's all a lot of new people. They right? are, uh, and I've been seeing that since since 1980 is the first time I saw them. Uh, they are tighter and better than ever. That's the truth. Ooh. They just sound terrific. And yeah, uh, I was very lucky that they interviewed me for their. They did a documentary on the band, and they interviewed oh, me. Cool. At the, and I'm in the. I'm in it for like 30 seconds, which is 30 seconds more than I should be in their documentary. But yeah, I was incredible. very flattered. Uh, so now when I go to the shows, I'm, you know, uh, the, the, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure they remember my first name, <laughs> but they'll go, Pardo's here. <laughs> There's Pardo. They think that is your first name. So it could be. Yes. Why were you in a Chicago documentary? Just because you bought their albums? Yes. <laughs> or you know. I went to music Which land. He's their most double. famous fan. I'm, curi- I'm curious. I think I'm was- curious of your connection. Did you ever travel with them? Do Peter Pardini. Do audience warm up uh, for them? Yeah, I did warm up. I go out and do a little. <laughs> Peter Pardini, who was the director of the film. All uh, right. He had heard me on the Adam Carolla show talking okay. about how Chicago is my favorite band. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so it was basically that. It's Joe Mantegna and myself are the two most famous Chicago uh-huh. fans. So he's like, why don't you come down and I'll interview you for a little bit. And and it was like, well, I, I don't know why, but okay. And I was, again, very flattered. And I didn't think I would make the cut of the movie because why would I? And then I gave him I gave him the perfect soundbite of the fact that when I discovered Chicago, uh, they kind of were having the resurgence in the 80s. Right. And, and I kind of saw them start over again, kind of as I was discovering music, they were discovering a new life and that I went along with them on that path. So basically Chicago was literally the soundtrack to my life. Wow. And you just saw every producer's That's, head yes. go, we got That's it. Sound That's bite. it. We got our soundbite. Uh. And so I say that I go, they were, I, I literally, so I see that I, they, and I say, <laughs> they're the soundtrack to my life. And I, and I pause and I go, you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And they kept all of that in the movie. And that's how the documentary ends. Yes. And then I wave goodbye and sign some autographs. Wow. <laughs> so now do you expect backstage passes? Every show. Really? I expect to stand yeah. up there and hit a, sure. uh, hit a triangle. I should be on the stage. I don't know why I'm not being asked to introduce them live on every show. I'll go out and do a couple of minutes. We have a guy in the show who is obsessed with uh, the band Rush, and his dream yes. came true. He got... Invited on uh, Jordan, Jordan Schlansky. Yeah. Who's, he got invited to be on stage with, with him? Rush, and I think literally I they think gave they him one little thing. I thought it was a make-a-wish, thing. though. <laughs> yeah. If Chicago thought I was a make-a-wish and yeah. gave me a triangle for one song, I would I'd play along with it. Yeah, yeah. That seems unfair to the make-a-wish I'm people sure. that really need that. But well, I don't know if any of the you know. I don't know how many, because it's mostly, oh God, this is a sad road to go down. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't, I'm. I'm yeah, this, by the way, this is your, the Make-A-Wish thing was your premise. I know, I know. And then. I think it was very funny. As it was coming it. out of my mouth, I was regretting it. Well, don't be. It's us following up on it. It was probably <laughs> the problem. Could have just let the laugh happen and moved on. I shouldn't have brought up Jordan. That's always. <laughs> all right, that's, I, by the way, that's, of all my years working on it, when I'm out on the road, uh, people always say, you know, I love mm. when you were uh, Metal Detector Mike or Andy's sidekick. And then they literally don't care about anything I have to say. They'll go, hey, George, last year, really like that? <laughs> yes. Is that how he is? Is he really like that? Uh. And I go, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what else. It's like, yeah. Because A, he is. Right. And B, it's like, if, if you say no, doesn't that ruin the illusion? Like, yeah, no, no. Right. He actually walks around, uh, you know, like a, a hobo. I would but they love. But they don't want it to be real, I think. They want some some version that br- a brain can comprehend. Yeah. I would love to see gonna... you deal with him on a podcast because oh, we had yeah. him on. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Oh, that, oh, yeah. I felt like he is like there's that spider wasp that <laughs> injects a spider and then lays its eggs. <laughs> like I felt paralyzed. <laughs> and we talked about this. I think we both we just both. – I literally shut down and he was just – Talking and I he just like, monologizes right. at you for so long. And yeah. I, gave, really, I gave up and left it my body. Starts to be physically painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I, it would be. I would like to see how Jimmy because Jimmy's yes. a 
a, the grandfather of podcasting. I, I don't want to. Why do I have to be the, the grandfather? Well, yeah. I, no, okay. The, well, because the Chicago stuff made really <laughs> maybe HB <laughs> badly did it. That makes sense. <laughs> Up till then, you're just the dad. But you are you're an expert podcaster, and I don't know how you would handle. Yeah. Well, I would. Uh, first things first, I don't book. You him. wouldn't book him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I solve. Oh. I, I solve every problem by not having that dullard on. <laughs> I wish we had thought of that. <laughs> what do I need? To, I, don't need to, I need to talk about high end coffees. No, you're a pass. genius. <laughs> well, I need to talk about charging stations. <laughs> Scram. We'd love it if we tried to get him to talk about those. He won't do it. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. That's more relatable. Yes, much more relatable. But while we're on the subject, maybe you do have some tips for us. Yeah, because we are a new podcast. We're novices. Uh, I I know it's hard to believe. Unlike Conan, we're willing to admit that we might have, you know, some some things to work on. You just take the the boss down. Is that what just happened? (laughs) Which, by the way, I don't disagree with. He, yeah. Somebody should talk to him. Right. Just sit him down for 10 seconds. We've at least talked about the we talked to him. Uh, well, you're one, you're one of the few that can, right? Are you one of the few that can uh, give a legit note? Looking at me? Directly at you. Oh. I, I, I can't. If I, if I had any, I'd be secretariat if I, I was looking anywhere. I'd, I'd give you a note, but I think you're perfect. Uh, yes, uh, sure, but I, you know, he's so perfect. The oppor- I'm just waiting for the something to happen. Oh, sure, you get the opportunity. Yeah. You know that everybody like. Uh, we'll go, I'll, I'll give you your advice after off the air, sure. but uh, <laughs> because I have a lot. Oliver, look at the scroll. This <laughs> uh, is why I some, came on this show. Something you said made me think about mm-hmm. when I when Conan one time did ask me for a note. Oh, and uh, what, a, what a trick! And I it is a trick. and I just went and I and I knew it was and just so that I came up to you and I said I go Mike Conan just wanted wanted me to give him notes on the monologue, <laughs> and and you said well what'd you do and I said I said it was great and you said yep you're a corner man that's it you're a corner man I didn't say that great job champ and then keep moving that's exactly what you said wow and it was great because then from there on he would yeah. And yeah. then occasionally he would say, "Stop, stop, just saying what I want to hear, and and give right. me some notes." Right, right, right. And which again, I thought was bizarre, and um, uh, and but I would give, I would say to him, I I, I thought this or that, I forget right. what they were specifically, but it's like at some point, you you can't just lie. No, no, you know, he appreciates. I, I mean, well, you, I think he all joking aside, I, he doesn't yeah. ask everyone for that right. advice, so and he really what, admires your. Performing. I mean, I think that that's what that meant. I think it was yeah. too, Jack, and I appreciate you saying that, but I, I think that's what it was because, like, Todd and Josh would go, he doesn't ask us for no. it. And, right. And yeah. So I think he's coming to you because he kind of sees you as a safe little haven where he can mm-hmm. get legit feedback. Absolutely. Um, and and, I, and, and I also, he understands, he does see, ask people who are experts in different fields for advice on different right. things. And I think what Jesse said is right. It's because, you know, he really admired you. As a stand-up, he well, it's, and so getting feedback from you was important. Well, listen, I sat the kid down. I told him how to do it. Right, right. <laughs> but you just reminded me. Yes. The thing I always uh, had to deal with after doing the warm-up was you're the I, I would be the last person to talk to him yes. before he oh, goes out, yeah. and so were you. Yeah. And I'd go back, and some nights the crowd would be awful. Awful. Always the night I had a piece in the show, I'd be like, <laughs> right. I, I would try a little harder if yeah, I had yeah. a piece of the Jazz show. it up a little bit. Yeah, get him a little hot. But no, I if they were bad, you have if they're on the fence, 
you, you don't want to get in his head and go, oh, they're, they're not. No, if they're on the fence, you kind of had to say, you know what, they're great. They're good. They're they, good. Might, they're they, good. they didn't really like me that much, they're but, good. but they're ready but for they're, you. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's, exactly. that's what you had to say. Corner man. Right. Yeah. But, if, but they if they're were, bad, you had to tell you've them. You've got to tell them. You've got to let them know because otherwise, oh my, you immediately think it's it's just me. Right. As a comedian, it's only me. Yeah. They loved everyone else. Not me. And we, uh, there was one time. So didn't you? It's an every night decision. Every night uh, you'd go back and you'd have the thirty seconds where you would, you know, Conan grabs your shoulder. Hey, what's right. up, Chopper? What's going right. on, Chopper? Right. Hey, Chopper. Hey, Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> punch, 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 scram. So I would then give him the note, and then I would go and, and sit on the stairs to watch the monologue. Right. I enjoyed watching the monologue. I love that from you uh, right behind the yeah. producer's podium. And if the crowd was atrocious. He and I would make this eye contact, right. like this. I was the only other guy performing up until that point, right. so we'd yeah. have this little bond about how awful they were, and it, 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 it was kind of magical. But then sometimes when they were really bad, like he would look over, and it wasn't a bonding look over. It'd be right. like, oh. "What's going on in here? What'd you yeah. do? Yeah, what you? What, why'd you sandbag me? <laughs> oh man! Um, but or or I would. There, why did you bring up Make a Wish? And <laughs> I did. You did. <laughs> why'd you say F? <laughs> um, Richter told me, but there were times like where you say where where I did they were on the fence and I right. and I may have sold them a bill of goods. Sure, where it's like oh they're ready for you, and then they weren't ready for him. Right, right. And then he would look over at me. It's like I thought you said they were. Yeah. So maybe one or two times only in the seven years that I worked here did he then come over afterwards during and, the commercial during break. the commercial break mm-hmm. and say to me, hey, they're not great. What did you? Yeah. And I go, I go, I'm not going to tell you the truth. Right. Like, yeah, it, 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 right. I, I thought you would get out. I, I literally mm-hmm. thought they would like you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know they didn't like me at all. <laughs> right. But I thought that's because they were here to see you. Right. And my mistake, they weren't. <laughs> Why and, were they there? I mean, that's what I wanted. Why are bad crowds bad? I am fascinated oh. to this day about like even at a comedy club. It's yeah. like so you would you all get together and decide to be shitty? Yeah. Well, I know why. I know why. The, Oliver's okay. I know. <laughs> I know why audiences could be bad here a lot of times. Oh, I do too. Well, yes. Your thoughts. You know. Yeah, well, I want to hear both. One of obvious them. one is if we had a new a band on, and uh, oh. if it's a new band, mm-hmm. you know they're LA based. They have a fan base. They send out. To yeah, all they're the here fans. to see and Iron Dragon. They're yeah. the entire crowd would be fans for Iron Dragon. Yeah, and you could tell immediately, like they would just stone the monologue, Everything. all the comedy, and then kind of be like, "Well, tonight, you know, Tom Cruise is on the show. Uh, mm. Quiet, uh, yeah, 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 just two great act." And then he'd mention. Iron Dragon. Yeah. Standing up. Place goes bananas. And then you're like, oh. And I would tell them that too. I would go out and I, and I would say, because you would know a, that. They're a band crowd. Because mm-hmm. I would say on the show tonight, we got so and so and so and so. And Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And then so a band I never heard of until they yeah, were on yeah. the show. And the place went crazy. And mm-hmm. I would come back and I go, they're here for the band. So, yeah, you have to tell them that. Because that's, yeah. that's a de- death sentence. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> unless it's a, qu- there were certain bands where, there's synergy. Yeah. Well, when Pearl mm-hmm. jams on, it's like right. that, 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 that's of course, of course, they're excited that right. Pearl jams here. Yeah. But when it's you know uh, Bastille, and <laughs> like, it's like oh Bastille's here, the crowd goes crazy. Yeah. It's like I've never heard of this band until I read it off a cue card, yeah. and then they're going nuts. So it's like you better let them know they're that they're all foreign. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah the foreign contingency. <laughs> do you ever do a show where I the Comedy Cellar in New York City? I used to go up there and MC at nine o'clock, and. Some nights the entire crowd was from another country. Never. Yeah, unbelievable. Never. Not a single American. And not and not just like just from Denmark, just <laughs> places where the, it was all second language. And why but, were they there then? What yeah. like what made them go into watch American it's comedy? It's such a, a tourist center, epicenter. Mm-hmm. And they would get 
back then they'd get people to kind of come from upstairs to come yeah. down. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Well, what, do you have any other thoughts on what makes a bad crowd? I mean, is it oh, yeah. the well, weather? Well, you, well, you know what ended up, well, the weather certainly, when, when we would have those 130 degree days, yeah. like which we had, you know, like for two weeks we had when, when I was here. Remember that we had a, a little two-week yes. stretch where yeah. they handed out popsicles and stuff like that mm-hmm. to try to keep the crowd people cool. People were like maybe at risk of fainting yes. in line. Yeah. So that was part of it. And then- I think what kind of happened towards the end of my reign, and I say reign, uh, was um, I think that uh, some people were tourists and not necessarily Conan fans. Mm-hmm. And that they right. would like, oh, we didn't get tickets for Eleanor Mom. Oh, let's go right. see yeah. Conan. Let's see if Conan has some seats. Oh, they have two gotta seats. Got to go to a taping. Yeah. And so I think that that could also be a, who's this fellow starting out saying the F word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for us. Oh, by the time TBS was, I was saying F every show. <laughs> you kidding me? That wasn't NBC. Right? Yeah, space no. cable. Let's let's f it up. That's the other, the, the other benefit. The other one is rain, rainy days lead to bad crowds. Which yeah, I I think it's true, but I don't. The connection is it's sort of a small just make you weather window sad? where there's a good crowd. It's like sixty eight yes. to seventy two. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I think the rain here. It's like because the, the, they have to wait. These people have to wait outside before yeah. they get in here. So right, if it's too right, hot, right. it's awful. If it's too cold, it's awful. So yep. it does have to be in that little window. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think the guest does have something to do with it. Oh, when you, when big, you announce time. three names, like, you know, especially, right. especially back in the Tonight Show days where sometimes it was three people from a Disney show and, yeah. and then, or two people from a Disney show that nobody really knew. Right. You know, uh, or at least the audience didn't. They, they think they're going to see Tom Hanks and, and Tom Cruise and these names. And, you know, here's yeah. somebody from, you know, junior VP or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that they're like, oh, what a bummer that we're here on this day. So that could bum them out. Yeah. I think audiences totally yeah. get off on who's going to be on the show. Oh, I think so. I mean, and again, I would, and I, but I would use that to my advantage in the warm up is like mm-hmm. to get them energized of, and you know, on yeah. the show tonight, but that was I, a hard sell. I hate this rundown right. too. You yeah. have to make. <laughs> Are you as angry as I am? <laughs> right. We're, we're going to get, get this out together, of here. Guys. Come on, let's we're go. About, let's go see uh, Mike and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a show on the lot here for a little it while. It was, yes. Yeah. Well, so do you think you'll ever do warm up for another show? Or no. Is it your well, I did it for yeah. Sarah Silverman. Sarah, oh, okay. oh. she asked me to do it. And yeah. I, and I, seriously, I turned her down for season one because uh-huh. I swore I would never do it. Yeah. And then when season, when she got season two, she called me up and she's like, I'm personally begging you to do it. Yeah. Oh. And I did it. And then they didn't get a season three. Uh-oh. I think I'm the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> what have we learned today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed doing it for her. her. It was just 50 people in the in the audience. Oh, and that's cool. great. And they were all there like-minded politically. So yeah. you could kind of say Trump. anything. Yeah. Mm. They were all Trump supporters. I'd go out there yeah. with my red hat. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my do my hand signals, and they knew where uh-huh. I was coming from. <laughs> they got it. They knew your dog whistle. Yeah. Well, well you reminded me, I did some bad shows in New York. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? I was getting married. I had no money. And it was a, it's a kid show. Right. And it was all sixth graders. And it I was had to a- go- Live taping? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they would have an adult go out and, and do- Oh, s- weird. Yes. Yeah. Comedy? And I'm, you know me. I'm not good with children. Or likable. <laughs> no, I'm not likable in any way. Right. And children- Oliver's nodding over there. No, yeah. Oliver, uh, kids pick up <laughs> on my creepy vibe immediately <laughs> and run. And so I'm, they, they hired me. It was awful. But uh, you, you did a lot of warm-up. I did, um, I did that in the Maury Povich show. And that was also awful because uh, they'd go, you know, go out and, you know, get them going. But then right before, warn them that the show's about oh, people God. dying from yeah. cancer. Right. 
Oh, so oh like, and oh, no, right. Amori was that was all over the map too. It was. Like, it was all over the map. Some days it was. It was crazy. Test results. Yeah, other yeah. days yeah. it was more watchable than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I never. I did it for Craig Kilborn. Oh, uh, when, oh, when yeah. he had his show, oh. I did it. Uh, I did stand up on his show, mm-hmm. and uh, I got off, and, and very nicely they said, "You're the best stand up we've had on," which I find hard to believe because I know who they had on. Uh, we want to offer you a job, and the only job we have is fill in for warm up. Would you want to do that? And right. I said, "Yeah," because I wanted to kind of get off the road, and so I did it. Uh, I did a total of four shows. Uh, the first one was atrocious. The middle two were great. <laughs> the fourth, but I would go to work with a knot in my stomach every because oh, you know, no. it was like right. you had to do the commercial breaks, you had to throw oh, out candy, no, you had to no, do all that. That's mm. hard. So the very last show was um, uh, they they did not like me at all, and they went out of their way to hate Craig. They hated Craig, <laughs> and so I'm doing. Why were they there? Right, right. So, yeah. Why were they there? Well, who, was, who was the band? They were a bus, uh, a bus uh, tourist group yeah. um, that all were just on Hollywood Boulevard and mm-hmm. had all oh. just been given tickets to come and see a live taping. Mm-hmm. There were three Spider-Men. So they, it was right, there's three Spider-Men, you got a Wonder Woman there. So, uh, so Craig is literally in the middle, uh, so he does his monologue to silence and oh. then goes over to his desk and he's starting the desk piece and the desk piece is, is, is crap in the bed. And he, and he points up at the, he didn't have a band. He had a guy that would just play music. And he, and he just, he's literally in the middle of a sentence. He'd go, another news, play the music, play the music, play it. And nobody knows oh what's God. going on. And he, uh, and he points at me and he goes, come here. And I go, and I, and I go, okay. So I go into his dressing room. And, uh, and I, by the way, I'm my already, heart is racing. I'm already hating yeah. this job. Like yeah. I, I've already got a knot in my stomach. Right. And so I go into his dressing room and he won't look at me and he's kind of got his, he's kind of like looking down. He's like, you got to get them to laugh. You got to get them to laugh. I don't care what you do. Even if you have to <laughs> yell into the microphone, break their necks, laugh, you dumb oh. MFers, you get them to laugh. Oh. And so he's yelling at me oh. and, but he's not looking at me. So I, uh, so he's just, he's just yelling and ranting and raving. So I just went, you done? And I legitimately was asking if he was done. I yeah. was kind of, kind of defending myself, but at the same right. time, just kind of saying, are you done? And, and he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and then I walk out and I see the line producer and I went, I quit. And <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't even in the tea and quit where he goes, fire him. And, uh, and, oh. and I felt good that I already yes. had quit. Yes. And so then I, it's over and the writers all come down and they literally like- They it, carry it, you on their they shoulders. They literally carry around like, you stood up to them. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Good for you. And I was like, yeah, but I quit. I, I'm out of a job, you guys. Like, yeah. you're our hero. <laughs> Who cares? You're our hero. We'll pay your anyway, bills. Anyway, we're going to get back to kissing his ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now that said, uh, I ended up doing stand-up on there two more times. Like he, oh. still, wow. he still liked me as a comic and he still yeah. liked me as a performer. Oh, and he yeah. just didn't want me- in that in that job, mm-hmm. so that was uh, so so good it's, for it's you. It's sort of a losing. I mean, it seems like you get blamed a lot for yes, just circumstances. I, <laughs> yes, I got fired yeah. at Where in the World Is Carbon oh. San Diego. I, I <laughs> left that part out. See, well, because I I made fun of like you know I started making fun of the teachers that were there with the students because well, the, they were they at, were the adults and the, the, and the kids loved it. Of course. So I I said one guy was dressed like John Gotti or something and. <laughs> Maybe the kids didn't love that one as much. But the next day, I got called into the office and they're like, "Really?" They're like, "Mike, uh, you know, you what you said yesterday was out of control." And I, I was like, "Out of control? I said, what are you talking about?" And they said, "You said that compared that you said that man was dressed like John Gotti." I said, "Yeah." And they said, "You compared him to a convicted murderer." <laughs> and that for, was it for comedy. That was it. Uh, I mean, that's all right. You, you did okay. Yeah, you did okay. You got a house. 
You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got art on the walls. You're going to be good. Sure. Yeah. Some sure. would argue that that was probably fortuitous yes. that you got fired from that. Yes. Yeah. It was all part of my master mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Thank yeah, you. I know. And you have a house as well. I do. That's and true. art on the walls. Very little art. Well, who's counting? Do you have Oliver's? <laughs> oh, on the wall? oh. We do. do. Oliver, do we have any of your art on the wall? I guess I've just been told a little. <laughs> ah. We have a little of Oliver's art. Do you wish they should put more up? Probably, right? Yeah. Well, he's not in preschool no. with a macaroni. I don't know. I don't know what plate. the art program's like in school anymore. Well, they use his penne. Alice, I'm not good at talking to well, kids. He, he might have established mosaic. Established. I don't know. We've established. He's dressed like Gotti. <laughs> Look at him over there. <laughs> Casual Gotti. <laughs> Casual Gotti. Uh, hunt, that's Yacht Gotti. Hunting Fish Club Gotti. <laughs> yeah. What if that was your go-to reference for every, every time? Hey, just, Look at this guy dressed like Gotti. Hey, Gotti Jr., right? <laughs> He's got a lot of Gotti stuff. That's it. He's got his Gotti chunk. All right. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're being told oh, well, uh, around yeah. the time. Oh, no, it's oh, Kevin it. wrapping it up. Yeah. You felt it. Kevin yeah. is all business. Can, Can I, I plug my new podcast? Oh, yes. Please? Can we do all that? In addition to Never Not Funny, the award winning podcast, Never Not Funny, which you could get at nevernotfunny.com. Uh, 14 years. Season. Of uh, 14 years coming up on 1,000 episodes. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, season two of my game show, Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo, starts on the 12th. 14th. They moved it back two days. Why not get people excited? Psych them out. Yeah. The, the premiere of season two. Okay. Cool. Um, Very and, excited. And Jamila Jamil is on the first episode oh, of wow. season two. Oh, wow. And she's wonderful. And yeah. uh, all the episodes are great. So, uh, and wh- what is it? It's you play games with people. It is a quick interview with a celebrity. And uh-huh. then uh, basically, it's just a, no reinvention. It's a game show with me talking to three people on the telephone. Oh, uh-huh. They yeah. answer some QA. I make fun of them. Mm hmm. Uh, I comment on their gaudy behavior, and then uh, we give a prize away, uh, and then uh, that's it. See you next week. That sounds fun. Come that back. sounds like a lot of fun. It is yeah. fun. It's it's a way to kind of it's it's the two hours of never not funny truncated to the thirty minutes uh, using the game show as a format to to still. show our nonsense. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. Everyone I, I'm going to check, check it out. out. Well, thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jimmy. It's, it's a pleasure. Oh, are you kidding me? Again, there's Come nothing I love more than coming uh, coming to Oliver, stage 13. Uh, you got to 13? put up doing homework. Do you have homework so, tonight? No. Good. Okay, great. good. Good. <laughs> Irresponsible dad. He has no homework because uh, it's test week. They're doing testing. Right. Oh, wow. What? Oh, okay. I remember so they don't, they don't have homework. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck on your tests. Yeah. You're going to do great. You are. He looks smart. Your dad says but you got all the, the smarts. I don't know if those are prop glasses. They're impressive. Yeah, he's Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> he's Charles Nelson Riley. They're gag glasses. <laughs> he would make a good Charles. He Nelson starts Riley. early. <laughs> he would make a good Charles Nelson Riley. Is that what you tell an eleven-year-old? <laughs> You'd be a good Fay comedian. What are you, what are you doing? Are we allowed to no, say Fay in two thousand nineteen. It, it wasn't an insult. It certainly was. Yeah. Seriously, Oliver, stick around. I'll show you my beanbag bit. <laughs> I think the kids at school will love it. You'll have a meeting out of your hands. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for having me. Thanks. That was our interview with Jimmy Pardo. He was fantastic. Yeah, he, he was. He, I... I felt like we were in capable hands. Yes. <laughs> I wish he was here right now. I know. Uh, but we're in New York, and we're while we're in New York, we're taking advantage of being here, and we're going to talk to a lot of uh, people who worked on Late Night. Yeah, former in the day. writers. Mm-hmm. And I, we'll be rolling those out down the road. Yeah, so look for those. We got some OGs. Yep. 
Brian Stack. Yeah. Plenty of others. Many others. Um, so, yeah. Yet to be named. <laughs> <laughs> they won't People. return our calls. <laughs> well, and maybe we'll, Stack won't even show up. We'll go directly to their home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake them up out of bed. Um, so that's our show this week. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. And we like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Samples. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.